0: Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Welcome to part one of our two part series on Google Analytics with Justin Catroni. Uh, Justin has written two books Google Analytics, published by O'Reilly in June 2010, and the book is for the advanced Google Analytics user. It dives into many of the advanced topics like custom variables um, and other things that his first book, Performance Marketing with Google Analytics, doesn't cover, that book also published by Wiley, and that one is written more for the beginner and uh, sort of gives you a basic understanding. But if you don't want to read the book, uh, his firm Cardinal Path is certified by Google and teaches a series of workshops on using Google Analytics called Seminars for Success. Justin, thanks for joining us.
2: My pleasure. Excited to be here.
1: Uh, Tell us, if you would, before we get started, just a little bit about yourself.
2: Uh, so, uh, I love analytics. I guess that's the easiest thing to say. I've been working in the, in the field of analytics for, uh, over seven years now. Uh, I've been working specifically uh, with Google's analytics products uh, since Google even had them. Uh, I started working with Urchin a long time ago. Um, So I've been working in the field for a long time. I've been consulting for over 15 years. I spent a lot of time uh, at Accenture working in the financial services industry, building large client server applications. And uh, I spent a lot of time working as an independent consultant um, doing uh, online consulting for, for clients as well. So I've been in the online consulting business for for many, many years, and analytics has really um, become quite a passion of mine um, just because it's so empowering, right? Having all of this data can really help businesses of all sizes, Uh, and I've worked with everyone from mom-and-pop shops all the way up to... uh, you know, international organizations. So uh, this is great stuff. Um, but I'm not all work. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge outdoors guy. Uh, I live in Vermont. I love to ski, do a lot of backpacking. Um, so uh, if you don't find me at my computer working on analytics, then I'm usually outside somewhere enjoying nature.
1: So, you know, uh, analytics have been likened to data porn. <laughs> you, can, you can stare at these, at these numbers forever. Uh, but the question is, I mean, you know, what – what, what should you be looking at and how do you find insights in the piles of data that Google Analytics provides?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question. I, I think at last check, Google Analytics was up to over 120 different reports and um, lots of ability to customize things. And you know, I think you know when Google released Analytics to the world, um, it was a great day, but it was also kind of the beginning of this uh, movement to educate millions of people into how to do analytics, and we're still fighting that battle today. Um, but really, the the most basic advice uh, we could give to any Anybody that is using Google Analytics is always go in there thinking about what's important to your business. Um, All of the data that you find in Google Analytics is about your business. You're answering questions about your business. So think about what's important to your business. If that's selling a product... How many transactions did you get? How much revenue did you get? And more importantly, where did those things come from? If you're trying to generate leads, how many leads did you get? Um, We kind of focus on these business outcomes. We call them goals in Google Analytics. And that gives us an initial starting point, right? Understanding, is the website working for us or not working for us? And then I usually like to tell people, once you kind of understand how it's performing at a most fundamental level, start backing up and start looking at things uh, in terms of where am I spending my money? And a lot of times, people are spending money on their marketing activities, whether it's paid search, uh, email marketing, social media, uh, display advertising, whatever it may be, and start to understand are those things making money for me, right? If you're spending a certain amount of money on uh, display ads, what's the return on that? What's the return on your Google AdWords spend? Um, and, and to me, anytime you can tie revenue uh, directly to uh, an expenditure, you can start to identify opportunities for improvement.
1: So, um, it's interesting that you would say that because there's a lot of activities in the world of marketing that aren't necessarily, um, revenue generating, but (laughs) they do, uh, have value. For example, uh, brand equity, um, you know, the more equity a brand has, the more that brand can charge for their product over the competition. Um, you know, the more, uh, people that a brand has, uh, access or to or has participating in a community, uh, the greater value they may be able to present on their in a report. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what if you're measuring intangibles? What if you're trying to make the case for brand equity?
2: Yeah, so that's a great question. And, and I, uh, I definitely was one of those people for a long time in the camp of brand equity is probably a little bit of BS. Um, I really do believe that you, uh, you can start to look at certain quantitative information, um, to help understand your engagement with, uh, with an audience. And again, we're, You know, if you're focusing on Google Analytics and what's happening on your website, you can absolutely look at certain things like how much time do people spend? How often do they come back? How much content do they consume? What type of content is that to get a read for? um for how they're engaging with your brand or your organization. So I, you know, it's it's definitely a challenge to measure that type of thing, but I think organizations with all of this data and with even some of the advanced features we have in an analytics tool need to uh, need to start to tackle that and need to try to tie at least some basic measurement to brand in order to understand. Hey, look, our audience comes back once a week or once every seven weeks. Or hey, if we can bring someone back to the site, engage with them, um, you know, within a certain amount of time, then we know their lifetime value will increase a little bit more. So, uh, I I think that uh, organizations do need to tackle that. I don't think you can get a free pass when it comes to brand. Um, I'm by no means saying it's easy, but I think there are enough uh, features in Google Analytics that uh, that people can start to tackle those types of uh, those types of measurement.
1: So for the newbie, for the mom and pop that comes to you and says, oh, my God, I'm overwhelmed with all these reports. And they say, (laughs) what are the three most useful metrics Google Analytics provides and how can I make those metrics actionable? What's what's your answer?
2: Sure. Well, the first thing I will tell you, right, is that um, uh, that you need to start, like I said, with what's important to your business. So if that's transactions, how many transactions did you get? How much revenue did you get? If that's leads, how many leads did you get into your website? Um, again, what's important to your business? Um, then I would say head over to the traffic sources section of Google Analytics. Uh, um, there's a, a great report called the All Traffic uh, Sources Report. And this report will little, literally tell you where people are coming from, if they're coming from organic sources, if they're coming from marketing campaigns, if they're coming from other websites out there. And uh, you can... Uh, Click on a little tab in that report to literally see um, the number of conversions or the revenue coming from those different places. So uh, that's kind of getting back to what I was talking about before. Measuring the return on these different types of uh marketing activities. So you can literally tie revenue to where people are coming from. And if you're doing any advertising with Google, if you're using Google AdWords, if you're out there on the content network, there's a whole section of AdWords ads, and I would encourage you to explore those because you can literally see AdWords campaign by adwords campaign um how much they're costing costing you uh what's the uh revenue uh coming in from them what's the roi of adwords so start there uh All Traffic Sources report. The AdWords reports are really well. And uh, another report that I really like, and this is getting a little bit more into the optimization um, in your conversion reports, there are uh, what we call funnel visualization reports uh, in the goals section of Google Analytics. And these are reports that will actually show you people progressing through a path. So things like, how are people moving through my checkout process? Or how are people moving through my contact process? And I love this funnel, these funnel visualization reports because when you get someone into that type of process, you've already spent all the money to get them to the website. You've already spent all the money to build a great website to convince them to, uh, buy or to convert in some way. And these are usually the last few steps that they need to take before, uh, they get what they want and you get what you want. And so I always like to see, uh, how people are moving through that process. You know, if a hundred people start and two finish, that's not so great. I want to see where they're falling out of that process. So I can start to think about, well, maybe I need to make a change in step three, or maybe I need to make a a tweak in step four. Um, so that, that's something, uh, that I, that I encourage as well. And Whenever you look at any of these reports... I want you to always think about context. What's the context of the data? And the context, you know, to me, the best way to get context about all these numbers is thinking about your business. Again, if you're looking for revenue by marketing channel, what are your internal expectations, right? Uh, if you're spending X, you want to be obviously bringing in more than X. Um, you need to set your own internal goals or your own internal expectations for how channels should be performing, how AdWords should be performing. So you have some context in these numbers. Um, and and I think, again, that's probably one of the, the best pieces of advice you can ever get whenever you're looking at any data, is put it into the context of, of your own business, and is it meeting the expectations that you're setting?
1: What are the most common mistakes that you see marketers make with Google Analytics data?
2: Oh, gosh. Um, that's a great question. Uh, I think sometimes people... Fail to dig deep enough sometimes um, there 's a there 's a great kind of rule of thumb in analytics about asking why three times and um, it's it 's a it 's actually a very common technique when you're looking at a piece of data and you're seeing a certain number to ask yourself I wonder why it's that way right so oh I got 9,000 visits from Google AdWords well why did I get 9,000 visits so I might dig deeper and say well which campaigns were they that were bringing me those 9,000 visits and so my initial why is you know why 9,000? And I find out, well, one campaign drove 8,000 visits to the website. And then I might say, well, why did that one do so good? And why did all my other campaigns do so poorly? So I've asked why a second time, and I've dug a little deeper. So this this process of digging deeper into your data um, is something that we call segmentation. And I, I think a lot of people uh, some will take, uh, you know, a number at face value. Uh, and, uh, you know, I really think, To be thorough, you need to go through and ask yourself why a few times to really understand the way the numbers are. So whenever you look at any data point in analytics, any metric, ask yourself why three times, and you'll find yourself digging into that data, segmenting that data uh, in order to, again, understand all the little things that go into the numbers that we end up seeing up top.
1: Beyond e-commerce conversion, lead generation management, and content optimization, When we return, stay with us. This January 2011,
0: Paul Gillen and Eric Schwartzman bring you the first book devoted exclusively to B2B social media communications. Packed with business-to-business case studies and applied knowledge, Social Marketing to the Business Customer is the most comprehensive collection of B2B social media marketing guidance ever assembled. B2B markets are driven by value and relationships. That's very different from B2C markets. This book's a hands-on guide. It walks business people step-by-step step through the process of using social media to find and engage business customers and ultimately drive more revenue. Social Marketing to the Business Customer is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Borders. Or buy it at our show blog at ontherecordpodcast.com. Also available for iPad and Kindle.
1: Now, Justin, when we think of web analytics, we typically think of of driving e-commerce transactions. Mm -hmm. What else can analytics be used for? Oh
2: gosh, analytics is, uh, analytics is evolving rapidly. And, uh, you know, I like to think of analytics kind of, uh, at, at two levels. There's data that you can use for strategic decision making, uh, and then there's very tactical data. And, uh, you know, I think a great example that's emerging today is how, uh how people are interacting with our brand or our our, our website via technology. Um obviously mobile has exploded and it. it's exploded in many, many different forms from um smartphones to tablet devices to now we're seeing um TV based devices with Google TV and Apple TV and who knows what's next. So you know let's let's kind of apply that idea of strategic and tactical to technology. Um, you know at the very strategic level you can say uh well you know, which path should I take? Which devices should I support? Um, and you can use certain types of data and analytics from, uh, you know, device reports to say, well, I'm getting all of my traffic from, Uh, Apple iOS devices. So that might drive your thinking in terms of, oh, well, we should start developing for iOS first. Uh, And then there's a lot more data under that in terms of, well, people who are on an iOS device, how are they interacting with my site? How are they using the content? So uh, we can start to measure, well, what are they interested in? What are they doing on the site? How much time are they spending on the site? So that you can start to understand, like, we need to change maybe the usability or we need to understand the navigation or this type of content is really, really popular popular, um, for people using these types of devices. So, uh, I think, it, you know, again, we have that high level strategic data we can get out of it. Um, but also we have that, uh, much more detailed tactical data to help us, you know, tweak things and make things the, the way that we need uh, to make them in order to be successful.
1: So Justin, I'm in, um, Google Analytics right now. I'm looking at the mobile, uh, data here under technology. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. there a way to see, um, you know, which pages are getting the most mobile traffic?
2: Yeah, so there is a great feature in Google Analytics called advanced segmentation. And this is like the nuclear bomb in the analyst toolbox. This is something that allows us to slice and dice the data exactly like you want to. And uh, if you're looking at the top of your report, you'll probably see a kind of a, a menu bar and there's a gray button that says advanced segments. And uh, when you click on that, um, there'll be a little drop-down. And in the left-hand side, uh, you'll see a whole series of checkboxes. And uh, if you look at that uh, uh, checkbox – sorry, that drop-down, there's actually uh, a checkbox there that will say um, uh, visits from iPhones, for example. And if you click on that, uh, literally Google Analytics will go through and every single report in your Analytics uh, account in real time – will suddenly be filtered to show you traffic from iPhones. So, so, I'm, so looking
1: at, I'm looking at the default segments here, and I don't yep. see anything for content.
2: Well, so here's the really cool thing. So, so now, whenever you go to any of the content reports in Google Analytics, now that you've applied this segment, they will automatically be filtered to show you visits coming from iPhones. So when you go into your content section and you look, for example, at the Pages report within Site Content, all of a sudden, this report now is just data coming from iPhones. So everything you're seeing here is iPhone traffic. So you can see what's your most popular content for people coming from the iPhone. If you went into maybe your Traffic Sources reports now, those two will automatically be filtered by traffic coming from iPhones. So you'll be able to see people on iPhones where are they coming from? You'll be able to see uh, – the content reports will show you what you're looking at. It will show you all of the behavior, all of the activity that iPhone people generate on your website.
1: It's interesting that they, they put iPhone um, you know, in its own uh, advanced segment. But uh, if you go to the technology um, chart, you mm-hmm. see iPhone, you see iPad, you see Droid. And yep. those options aren't available yet, I guess. So
2: they're not available as defaults, uh, but one thing that I would encourage all the listeners to do is that advanced segmentation tool is extremely customizable. There's a nice user-friendly drag-and-drop interface where you can easily create segments that focus on any mobile operating system. You could uh, do it for all mobile OSs. You could do it for tablet devices. Um, it by far, far and away the advanced segmentation tool is something you should really get to know uh, if you're going to be using Google Analytics.
1: So I'm in it right now. How would I do that for the mobile?
2: Sure, let's do uh, let's do this together. Uh, again, at the top of the report, there's that advanced segments uh, button. If you click on that, you'll also see in that big drop down uh, a link that says create new advanced segment. And if you click on that, you'll get a, a little user interface. And uh, you'll see at the top it'll say, you know, name. So you can name your advanced segment. And I'm just going to call mine Mobile Traffic. Okay? and then underneath that, there's a little user interface, and it has a series of buttons. The first button will let you to tell Google Analytics that you want to include or exclude certain type of traffic, so I want to include traffic, and then you'll see a big green box, and it'll, uh, it'll if you click on it, it'll have this big list of items that you can choose from, and they're all green, and we call these things dimensions, and dimensions are basically uh, pieces of data. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna start typing in uh, once I click on this green box I'm gonna start typing in mobile the word mobile M O B and uh, that list will filter and you'll see an item that literally it says mobile and when I click on that uh, that means I've selected the mobile dimension and so literally. Um, uh, by choosing mobile, um, I'm telling Google Analytics, I want to build a filter based on is this mobile or is this not mobile. And so uh, this is really what we call a boolean, a yes or a no. And uh, so I can uh, choose that I want to uh, match this against the number one. Basically, that means true. And if I click
1: preview segment,
2: I should start to see... Uh, some filtering of my data.
1: So under containing, you said exactly matching.
2: The, what we should be putting in there is the word yes. They they switched it around this week.
1: So containing is yes. Mm-hmm. And then you save the segment. Mm-hmm. And then you can go ahead and then you then you have to go back and select the segment.
2: Yep. If yep. If you hit save, let's. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how we can best uh, get into. Our flow of things.
1: Funny. Well, let me check it under custom segments. I see it there, but it's not checkable in that let's, right-hand custom segments.
2: Uh, let's see. It should be checkable. They've got your mobile traffic custom segment applied. Do you have anything in your default segments I section? Do.
1: Maybe I should uncheck some of those. Maybe I've reached the max or something.
2: There's a max of five. Um, yeah,
1: so I had too many. That's why I wouldn't let me. There so you go. I'm apply it. Yeah, mobile traffic.
2: What we did was that mobile dimension is basically a flag. Google Analytics attaches to the data. And uh, we've told it, so if the traffic is flagged as mobile, i.e. yes, it is coming from a a mobile device, then I want you to filter and show me what's going on with it. And again, I love the advanced segments because now all of a sudden, every report in Analytics has been filtered for us. So again, you can go to your content reports. And if you're really interested in what people are looking at from mobile devices, bang, all those reports are already filtered for you.
1: Let's talk about conversion optimization. Um, Content marketing is a a social marketing strategy that's easy for most marketers to wrap their heads around. But, But how would you measure the effectiveness of a content marketing program if the objective was content consumption?
2: Right. So, how many pages are you looking at? How much time are you looking at? Um, how often are you coming back? So, you know, at the very basic things, uh, you know, the very basic level uh, in terms of metrics, I'm going to want to look at things like um, page views, page views for visit, time on site, right? Those types of metrics that are showing me content consumption, uh, and then I'm, I'm going to get in. I'm going to uh, get into some reports uh, in the Google Analytics behavior section. And these are really awesome reports. Um, Google has a a frequency and a recency report. Uh, And this tells me uh, how often do you come back to my website. And where would people uh, find
1: those reports if they wanted to find them? Sure.
2: In the visitors section, there's a submenu called behavior. And then within that, there's frequency and recency. And uh, the frequency report tells me uh, how many times people visit. And the recency visit tells me when was the – in general – what was the time differential between your last visit? Did it happen one day, two days, three days, a week ago, right? So if I'm a content producer, I obviously want to create a very engaged audience and I want to keep bringing them back to the website. So I would want to be looking at these reports to see, are most people visiting the website one time, through two times, three times, uh, or 10 times in a given time frame? And also the recency, right? Are they coming back daily weekly, monthly, and again, the context for these types of thing is, you know, what is my expectation, right? How am I structuring my marketing activities to bring them back? Am I doing daily email newsletters? Am I doing uh, weekly uh, email newsletters? How am I using Twitter to push people back. So so I love the frequency and the recency reports. And one other report that's also very good uh, is the engagement report. Uh, it's underneath uh, the frequency and recency report. And the engagement report is, uh, is nice because it kind of takes uh, time on site and pages per visit, uh, those two metrics I mentioned earlier, to the next level. Um, those two metrics, pages per visit and average time on site, are averages. And uh, averages can be e easily skewed by outliers, right? So if you take the, sal- you know, the average salary of me and Bill Gates, you know, it's like $20 billion, right? So an average can be skewed by, by the outliers.
1: It's too and, bad, uh, isn't it? Because I, I really think I... <laughs> you deserve a raise.
2: <laughs> That's what my wife keeps telling me. Um, so this engagement report's really, really it's great just, because
1: – Just give, give your boss my Twitter ID. I'll talk to him
2: okay <laughs> i am lucky I have five bosses um, <laughs> so we get a lot done um, what what's great about this engagement report is that uh it uh it buckets things right so instead of using average uh time on site it creates buckets of visit duration in terms of seconds. So how many visits were between 0 and 10 seconds? How many visits were between 11 and 30? How many visits were 31 to 60? And so on and so forth. So it breaks down those averages, right? So now you get to see where are most of my visits falling. And again, if I'm really into content, I'm going to want to be driving a lot of visits that fall in higher uh, ranges of time. So visits that are more than a minute, more than three minutes. And again, what's the best context? What are your expectations or what are your internal goals? So those are some great reports to look at.
1: Now, um, your company, Cardinal Path, uh, sells professional services and your website's basically set up to funnel traffic to a form on your Contact Us page. So how do you guys use Google Analytics to improve the effectiveness of your online lead generation efforts?
2: That's a great question. Um, And... uh, well, to be honest, right now we've got a lot of people just contacting us so it's 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 we're not doing a lot of outbound stuff. a lot of it's just f- coming in but the, the I, I you know we really hold true to what we talk about. Um, we definitely have expectations for how many times we should be getting leads per day, and we tie that back to where people are coming from and the amount of money that we're spending on those things. So we're always looking for uh, breaking down our leads by traffic source um, but another thing that we do and uh, this isn't uh, completely related to Google Analytics is we do some landing page testing so we'll drive traffic to various custom landing pages uh, depending on how we are uh, marketing or how we're looking to, to get people to come in so if if we're going to be at an event we might create a custom landing page for that event um, and uh, we might actually even do some A-B testing on that page as well so um, uh, so. We're, we're, you know, we're kind of, you know, we definitely practice what we preach about our regular website, but we're always, uh, you know, pushing out into creating custom content that matches up with uh, some of the activities that we're doing, and then testing in order to uh, optimize people moving through that process.
1: You've been listening to part one of our two-part series on Google Analytics with Justin Catroni. Um, interesting episodes uh, to look out for. Um, Avery Dennison and Johns Hopkins on social networking behind the firewall for internal communications. That show will be coming up shortly. Um, we also um, are going to be at the Digital Impact Conference in New York City. And uh, the keynotes will be by Sean Carlson, the manager of news industry relations at Google News, and Adam Sohn, senior director of public and influencer relations at Microsoft. So he's the Bing guy. Um, So uh, we'll have uh, those uh, keynotes and also a lot of other great interviews from that conference for you. Um, So subscribe to the feed. Also, we're now in our eighth installment of the B2B Social Media Podcast. And these are all panel discussions with myself, Paul Gillen, and other B2B online marketing specialists. Um, So uh, get on the uh, website and download those as well. And you don't want to miss part two of our series on Google Analytics with Justin Catroni. Justin, thank you for joining us.
2: My pleasure, Eric.
1: You've been listening
0: to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at On The Record, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On The Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at